0: Welcome to the Victor Collins' Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. Beautiful. I bring you greetings from Ghana. (laughs) West Africa. And of course, I have returned safely with all those who went with me. Amen. Did I see Sister Charlene somewhere? Is this Charlene? Okay, beautiful. I can see the finger. Why not? It's amazing. One of the things that Sister Charlene told me after the conference is that she's going back to change her seat. Yeah. Alright, so yes, greetings from Ghana. Ghana is well. Ghana is a heartbeat of everything uh, that we stand for and by the grace of God. Ghana is where the church started. And so anytime you go to Ghana, you are encouraged, you are provoked, and you see new things that you want to come and just press a button and then they all happen. Ghana is also where Macarius fifty one to hundred is at. <laughs> so just in case you are here expecting my carriers, 51 to 100, you have to go to Ghana to get it. So I have my copy. I don't know whether you have your copy. Amen. So it's a blessing to be back. We thank God for his, um, his uh, mercies and his kindness. It's not very easy to fly over the seas. Um, it's dangerous. I mean, when you, you watch the monitors, when you are seated in the plane and you check my trip. You see how you're flying over the Atlantic Ocean for eight hours, nine hours. Uh, it's just God. It's not a pilot. It's God. <laughs> I say it's not a pilot. It's God. So it's good to be back. It was a short, it was a short um trip. It could have been longer, but we kind of short to be back and um, um, we're here. Amen. Um, I was sharing Sunday night that. Those who didn't go are people who don't believe in me, and that, that's that's the conclusion of the matter. You see, we like to always think that some people are the reason why we are not where we are, but it, you are the, you are the problem. You are your own problem, and I was it was very interesting that people because Sunday night I came to church. I was in Batika Sunday morning. And I came Sunday night for um, the evening service with the workers, and I was telling them I was. It was, I was surprised they remembered that I said right here that let us all go to Ghana. It's not like it was a secret trip or a trip for some special people. Basakabwe, I know was it a secret trip? Ah. Uh. Those who believed it is those who were able to make that trip hallelujah everybody who was affected by the ministry of jesus christ believed and you will not be affected if you don't believe is it as i came back i don't even i don't feel like talking to people privately anymore like dr cho at a point employed you know young cho When he was alive, he was active in ministry. If you want to meet him, he will ask you to sit in his his service for six weeks. If you don't get an answer to why you are coming to meet him, then you can book an appointment and come and see him. Because everything is in the scriptures. Every answer to your problem comes from the pulpit. God speaks to us all the time. You just don't want to believe the way God speaks. That's 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 the only thing. And so we went. Those who believed, they came along. We had a very, very good time. So, I believe that um, if you are to believe a little bit more in the pastor that God has given to you, you, you you will shoot up. You move forward. Because Moses, when he led the people out of Egypt, there was no other route but the route behind him. Do you think that when Moses was leading the people As a pillar of cloud and pillar of fire was leading the people, that there were four corners where when you get there, Judy can choose to go the right. You try going the right and see what will happen to you. That's not where Canaan is at. Everybody who followed Moses properly entered into the promised land. Those who didn't follow properly, they didn't. And you cannot be part of a church and get into the things that God has predestined for you Without falling suit, am I preaching already? Yes. Because God will never give you a servant and not want you to believe in Him. In fact, the reason why Jesus even didn't do a lot of miracles in His own home, hometown, and city and country was because the people did not believe in Him. So there's a lot of there's a lot of Uh, if you want to call it a surge, or there's a lot of upliftment in believing in the leadership that God has given to you. Because otherwise, he will not give you that leadership if they are not meant to be believed. Not believed in their human abilities, but believing that they are sent to you from God. And if you're with me. So, I said on Sunday night, I don't know whether it's for everybody, but I said, you know what? We have to connect to Ghana in, in a very different way now. Right, because of all the denominations that have been set up, we kind of have been, we are kind of, you know, we are on, on a particular uh, arena. Uh, but from the trip, from this very trip, I, I have concluded that we really have to connect, you know, with Ghana a bit more. you get it? Other, otherwise, uh, the, the, we, we are suffering. The blood flow is not too much. And, and the life in the blood, we are, we are, we are, we are lacking it. Do you get it? And, and we have sickle cell anemia. And we need, to, we, need to, we need to rise up. We need to rise up. Do you get it? it just coming from Ghana and what I'm talking about has even woken some things up, even in, in, in the church here and in the ministry. I can't tell you all of that. So, so there are, there are practice, practical steps uh, I want us all to take to connect to Ghana properly. You have to go to Ghana in your lifetime you hear what I said? Yes. Some of you have been here for 17 years, 16 years, 15 years. You have been with me, but you have never gone to the promised land. <laughs> you have been here. Some people have been there for three times. This so is told me Sunday night. She's been there for three times, three occasions. It's not fair that you have not gone once and somebody has gone three times. <laughs> you know, and I said Sunday night, uh, Uh, briefly that there is no movement or even company or enterprise whose headquarters is not visited by members of that organization or by that faith. Muslims go to Mecca, Saudi Arabia, they go to Mecca. It's a whole big blown out kind of trip. Christians go to Jerusalem. Jerusalem to see uh, uh, the Mount of Olives where Jesus was buried, Gethsemane, the river Jordan, as they go to the river Jordan and they baptize, they get baptized again. It's as if the river that you were baptizing in your country, the baptism wasn't correct. And if you're a Christian, you've never been to Jerusalem like myself, you should plan to go before you die. In the same way, I'm saying that this church came from Ghana and you need to have the Ghana picture a little bit to Help you in your Christian life, especially if you are serious in the church. If you want to, you believe that you are called, if you're a pastor, if you're a leader, you need to make this trip. You get it? So, next year, I'll say it again we are going to Ghana. Amen. And if you remember this message, I don't think you need any. Uh, uh, when I said oh, we are going to Ghana, right after that, those who were who wanted to go started communicating and started, I mean, relating with me how and, and, and how they could go. And by the grace of God, uh, we we entered into a promised land, and and we, we had a good time. Special, isn't it? We had a good time. Yes, special. She went to the mask. She has come back with a mask. <laughs> we had a very good time. Yeah, you saw it in the video. Yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah. We, we took some selfies together, me and her Some nice selfies. Beautiful picture. So, um, it's very, very critical, especially if you, um, if you believe in what the Lord is doing through um, Bishop Daguad Mills, of which we are part of. You, you, you need to, many of you don't even know, you have not seen him physically before. Yeah, forget about 2005, 2015, you know. Mm-hmm. and I'm sure 2015 when he came here if you were in a congregation and he preaches and he walks around and he comes to stand next to you you feel like you want to hold him yeah Just, just a touch it's the same feeling as we went there when he comes around you know, you don't, even, you don't even listen to what he's say You just look at it, you just smile like that. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. You, you need that experience over and over and over again. All right, so plan next year, by the grace of God, um, if it's August, make sure that you go to Ghana together. Pastor Samuel McPherson, the holy pastor who is not part of our denomination who went with me with his wife. I mean, I was surprised. He's blown away. We had our pastor's association meeting last night on Zoom and I gave him the platform to speak. And I think the guy, he had PowerPoint points so he had points. One, two, three. (laughs) He has a paper that he'll take it and put it. Yeah. Yeah. I said, today I'm not preaching. He's the one preaching. Because he's aimed this, this, this room by believing say, I, I'm not his pastor I just, he just, we just met and the Lord has spoken to him by, uh, spoken to him about me so he believes in me and like I said he's the only pastor outside our denomination here in Guyana who has ever given, given me an offering when he gave me an offering I was surprised because I was asking why would he give me an offering I'm sure he, he knows what he was doing, and he's the only one who has gone to Ghana with me. Isn't it fantastic? I tell you, and, and I told the folks he did something at the airport when we were coming. This is Charlie. I didn't see you, I was looking for you, you, which is very interesting. Which I won't say it because you were not there. I won't tell you, I won't tell you all the stories because you should have been there. All right, so it's, it's very fantastic, and he's tremendously blessed. You know, And he's looking forward to going again next year. I mean, when you go to Ghana, you'll be provoked to do more for the Lord. So if um, you're part of this um, great family, make sure that Ghana is your hometown and you need to visit Ghana once in your lifetime. Amen. All right, enough on the trip. Um, I want to continue. We're talking about tithing, isn't it? very important. Tithing is very, very important. And so I want to chip in here on um, how tithers open the heavens over their lives. How tithers open the heavens over their lives. Now, there's a lot of controversy. Um, I don't think there is. It's just one man who tried to bring some um, you know, something into the principle and the covenant of tithing. But the first time I, I, I heard Bishop David Oedipo preach about tithing, he, he emphasized so much on the fact that it is a covenant. It's a covenant. And covenants are different from, from just something, anything. Covenant with God is a very serious thing. And I was I was I was I was chatting with the, some of the girls earlier, and I was saying that when God told Hosea, the prophet Hosea, to go and marry a prostitute, do you get it? It, it was to help him preach better because. When God says that you shall not serve any other God before me, it's an agreement. He made that agreement with his people. Now, in the course of time, he realized that they were not satisfying or they were not respecting that agreement or covenant. So he chose Hosea and he said, Hosea, I don't think these people understand what they are doing. And so I want you to have a first-hand experience of how I feel as a God to these people and they put me aside and they are going to serve other gods. I want you to marry a prostitute. And then he will come and sleep with you in the daytime. And in the night he will go out and work and sleep with other people. And come back the next morning and feel, see how it feels to share a woman with other men. Then you can speak for me as my servant. Because at least you, you understand how it is. So God does not joke with his covenant. It is not an Old Testament covenant. Somebody asked me, was it in Bartica? One little girl asked me, why don't we go to church on Saturday rather? I said, sweetie, if you bring this Saturday problem, we will not finish today. Because Saturday service or Sabbath day is not the only rule God gave us. Why, why, why do you and we like that as human beings and as Christians sometimes we single out something that is not even so important to God and then just blow it up it's human beings blowing things up the Bible is full of 66 books all kinds of sentences and words and all of that the only thing you can see is Sabbath day something got to be wrong because listen God lost faith in us when it comes to rules. On the first day, he created Adam and Eve. They broke the rules. Adam and Eve broke the rules in the Garden of Eden. Why do you think that God has so much faith in us in obeying a particular rule? I think God is like a man. God does not have faith in us obeying rules any longer. So he says, I will write my laws in your hearts. The the, the thing will come out of you because he created us with a choice. So if the thing does not work in your will, it does not make sense. I don't know if you are listening to what I'm saying. So tithing, that is giving unto God a tenth of your increase. is a very serious issue in the church. And we must intentionally do it. We must intentionally tithe out of our increase. It's a very serious thing. And it is as so serious that in Malachi so serious in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10 the Bible says that bring ye all the tithes not one tithe, all the when God says all, he knows what he's talking about. Because many of us, we only pay tight over a small, a few of the blessings that he gives to us. The word all there was not just by mistake. It's intentional. I said it's intentional. Because apart from your salary, you get money, you get things on the side do you think you are that sometimes you are there and somebody or a relative thinks about you and send you something extra? What are you doing for that person in America that they will have to send you a 50 US dollars from America What that they don't have anything to do with your money? It must have been God. It must have been God who brought your name and the thought of you inside into the, the heart of the mind of your relative who felt and he says, I'm sending you something. And so you have established your tithe from your secular job, which gives you, uh, what, 70000 a month. And so you have made a rule for yourself that my tithe is 7000 and so be it. And so when God touches people's hearts and they tip you and they send you a raise, you do not remember God in that area that's what the scripture says bring ye all the tithes it's even another way of knowing that God has a way of taking care of us i mean if 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 you, you, you heard prophet said it i think prophet said it that's Luke 638 the sunday after the conference that message he said it is never God... Your, your, your secular work is not what God is going to use to provide for you. Otherwise, I'll be one of the poorest people around. Because I don't work in the secular world. Because Luke 6.30 says, God will cost men. Not your boss. How will they increase your salary? Have you not realized that everything has gone up but salary has not gone up? So why are you depending on salary? Why is salary so important to you that, oh, this job doesn't pay, so I'm looking for another job to, to, for the job to pay me? It is not the salary. Because when God created the heavens and earth, he did not institute any salary system. Salary system is human beings who have created it to suppress some people to reward some people, to be biased, and all kinds of things. God is not in that. It's a wicked system. You need to give you a little raise, all the problems they will take you through. To give you 5,000 extra. That is why when when people come and say, every child should come for 30,000, there's something wrong about it. Because money is not supposed to be given so free and openly like that. Yeah, you should watch it. You no, got to watch it. I'm sure so, oh, everybody was excited to go for the money, but hey, especially those who have a lot of children. Yeah, yeah. So we are believing God for more children because Dr. Ali is going to be on for a couple of years. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) so that is why the bible says, bring ye all the tithes even the 30,000 that you collected or whatever uh, you have to tithe over it (laughs) you didn't hear what I said I said even uh, some of you the money has even finished already Yeah, father and mother has said the money even before the child. The child doesn't know anything about the money. It's not for the children. <laughs> it's for the parents. <laughs> yeah, you see, the parents said he signed for it. That's why the word all is there. Or we will say "ah, ah,", ah. because it's an "ah" for apple. "Ah," bring you "ah." So understand that tithing is such a serious business with God that when He says "ah," you should do "ah." If you, if God says "ah," and you do part, I don't think we, you are smarter than God. I don't think you are, you are smarter. You are more intelligent than God. And many people think that God didn't go to school so he doesn't know how to calculate Our uh, Issue with tithing is because man is so focused on money. Money is, the, is a major thing in our lives, in our existence. That is why Jesus even said that you cannot serve God and mammon. Because money, 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 Solomon said that money is a defense. And money answered most things. Bishop W. said that it can be all things. Because money doesn't bring happiness. So those who translate the Bible there, they, 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 they probably tweak the word a bit. But money answered a lot of things. Yeah money can't give you salvation so money cannot it does not answer all things but money is very important it's very, very important in our lives and so the importance of money which has actually come by human institutions because in the olden days there was no money it was a butter trade isn't it you have rice, you bring it I give you meat and that's it give you fish, we exchange we are good we're good to go. And so the scripture says, they bring you all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith. Prove me now herewith. I think I like that part." It said the Lord of hosts, "If I will not open you the windows of heaven, if I will not open you the windows of heaven." Now, apparently, heaven is like a building, and it has windows, and from what the scripture says, the window, the opening of the window seems to activate something that can come into your life and change your life, Genesis. Chapter 7, verse 11. How tithers open the heavens over their lives. So somehow, unlike the window in your house, (laughs) there are stories of, uh, you know, growing up in Africa, growing up in Ghana. There are stories of some boys who would go into some people's homes and organize their daughters. And then, because the daughter knows that, is it? Is it we, we, we are, you, I don't know whether I should say you are blessed or you are fortunate here. So you go to somebody's house and organize their daughter, and then they'll be behind the house gaffing. Because the girl knows she can't go far. So just around the, the back of the house. And then that teenager. Is jaffing and, and you know, um, chatting with her boyfriend. And um, there have been many cases and instances where many parents, mothers, sisters, brothers have taken the potty with urine, opened windows. You will never come to that house again. So of you are lucky. No urine has touched your skin before. I remember growing up I had a girlfriend. And because of those kind of things I stand very far from the house and I whistle. <laughs> and they were living upstairs. So just about 5-10 seconds, you see that she will come out of the window. And then... <laughs> and then she'll notice where I'm standing. I don't want to go and stand by no window. <laughs> then she'll act like she's going to buy... Potato. <laughs> Gonna buy some cooks. And then she'll just get down and come to where <whistles> was coming from. They will chat. We'll be there. We'll gaff. Feel nice. And you send her away. You better don't go close to the house. Because. Windows open. <laughs> I said windows open and something can be activated or be, be thrown into your life, your life will never be the same again. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. And and you don't understand how this is when I tell you because since you got that girl Nobody has slapped you before. That's why men don't respect women around here. And and you know me. I've been preaching for 17 years. I, I say this all the time. You cannot go to somebody's house and relate to the person's daughter inappropriately. It is not done. But I'm more concerned about the windows because it, it, it helps me to understand the windows of heaven that is open over your life. And this time it's not urine that is pouring. You will never come to the house ever again. You see, the father or the mother is not telling you don't come home. The urine will speak for itself. Yeah? Uh. Yeah? Some people will pour water. Yeah? Because they will will realize that. You see, they're in the house, they say, "Ah, where is Judy? Then, so was it. I can hear at the back. I can hear at the back there. At the back with who? So they'll go and take a peep. Oh! Some guy, you know. What is it I'm saying? Go and fetch water. Telling you some stories that are not true. You know how it is to, to be disgraced before a girl. You feel so bad. And, and this one is not water, it's urine. So the Bible says in Genesis chapter 7 verse 11 that in the 600th year of Noah's life, that's when Noah was 600 years old, in the second month, that is our February, the 17th day of the month, which is 17th February, the same day where all the fountains of the great deep broken up. And the windows of heaven were opened. How tithes open the heavens over their lives? The Bible says here that the fountains of the great deep broke up. And when it broke up, the windows of heaven was opened. It means it means it, it it suggests, and it means that when the windows of heaven opens, things that will change your life comes out. And to pay tithe or to tithe from all your increase, that is what you do. You it's like it's like a remote. When you pay tithe, it's like you you're pressing open on the remote control, it opens the windows of heaven, which has the fountains of the great deep. Chapter eight and verse two. Verse one. Let's start from verse one. Chapter eight, Genesis chapter eight, verse one. And God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth, and the waters as waged. Verse two. The fountains also of the deep. You remember the fountains also of the deep from Genesis 7, verse eleven. The Bible says, and the windows of heaven were stopped, and the rain from heaven was restrained. So the fountains of the deep that was was broken and the windows of heaven was what ushered or actually uh, channelled the fountains of the deep into the world for the flood to, to take place. When the heavens are opened over your life, there is a certain level of prosperity and blessing you enjoy. You want to keep the windows of heaven open over your life. Second Kings chapter two. Second Kings chapter seven, rather. Second Kings chapter seven. So my first point is that tithers cause the heavens to open over their lives. If you're a tither, what you do is that, just like in the days of Noah, the fountain of the was broken, the windows of heaven was open, and the flats came. When you tithe, you also, you cause the heavens to be opened over your life. You don't want to live under closed heavens. You see how it has not rained for a few days, how the place is hot, the place is dry, and all of that. It's, 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 it's not very easy to live as much as we're all born in the sun. There's no air. place is hot. I'm sure GPL is excited because fan will be on all night. AC will be on all night. I just read a, a short article online where they're advising drivers to be careful because oil prices have gone up. So if you're in your car and the AC is on, it's money you're paying. Hmm then Elisha said hear ye the word of the Lord let me check and and, and see something then Elisha said hear ye the word of the Lord alright. Well, Elijah replied, listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. That by this time tomorrow in the markets of Samaria, six quarts of choice flour will cost only one piece of silver. And twelve quarts of barley grain will cost only one piece of silver. The officer assisting the king said to the man of God, That couldn't happen even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. <laughs> so Elijah, Elijah said, How much is a, 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 a pound of what? A pound of what? chicken. I don't buy chicken, so I don't know. I only eat chicken, I don't buy. How much is a pound of chicken? 300? 360? 400? 400 and? 480 dollars. A pound of chicken? Wow, chicken has become expensive. Yeah. It used to be 250, 240. I used to pass and see it. Chicken, pluck chicken for say a pound, 200 or something. So a pound is 480. So Elisha, the man of God, said that. There is going to be, he said, by this time tomorrow, in the market, border market, a pound of chicken will be two hundred dollars. One sixty. A pound of chicken will be one hundred dollars. Hmm. <laughs> we hear Elisha these days. Okay, <laughs> we are in the days of Elisha. <laughs> then when Elijah the man of God said that a pound of chicken will reduce from 480 to 200 dollars one of the king the king's servants one of the officers assisting the king the bible says that that could not happen even if the lord opened the windows of heaven That's an insult. But that's how, that's how many Christians think. That tithing can never do anything to change my life. Yes, that's why people don't pay tithe. Because they don't believe that it can make any difference. So the guy is like swearing by the wrong person. The guy said, What you number one, he says that you are not a man of God. What you are saying would never come to pass. We don't believe what you are saying. And then, even if we believe the windows of heaven, if it was even the windows of heaven, it can never happen because my situation is so difficult. This giving my money will not change my life. I rather need the money than to give it. But I find it very interesting that at least he even knew that when the windows of heaven opens something happens and something is possible. And that is what we must keep alive in our lives by tithing. Because when you tithe, you keep the heavens, the windows of heaven opened over your life. And it, it seems that if, if indeed what Elijah is saying is connected to what the guy is saying, then it means that when the windows of heaven are opened, things become even cheap and available to you. yes the guy somehow made a statement that is very interesting that yes there's something called the the windows of heaven that that opens and things happen things like this but I just don't believe what you are saying but the scripture says if you bring, if you tithe and you bring meat into my storehouse, then I will open the windows, the windows of heaven that the guy brought into the discussion and the argument with Elisha. God says that he will keep that window open. And even somebody who doesn't even believe the prophet, doesn't believe the man of God, knows that when the windows open, something happens. Coco, are you here? And if you don't have the heavens, the windows of heaven open over your life, tell you struggle. You be the type of person who put a pen and a paper to your money, and it will never be enough. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not work. <laughs> I went to buy gas the other day. I buy ten thousand. My, my, my uh, gas gauge went to half. Did you? Half, 10,000. I said, sure it would have filled your car. It would have Ah! I said, please give me V power, 10,000. When the lady finished, it was half. I said, Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's the savior of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Which means that I'm likely to spend twenty thousand dollars to fill my tank. The guy here was saying that when the windows of heaven open, nah no, 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 I am not tithing, I don't believe in no windows because what you're saying is not possible. In fact. This guy's attitude made Elijah say something. I pray that you don't experience that ever in your life. He says, the officer assisting the king said to the man of God that 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 couldn't happen even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. How can you say that when God opens the windows of heaven, things the prices can't reduce? In other words, when the windows of heaven are opened over your life the prices and things will become easily available to you. But Elisha replied for disrespecting the windows of heaven. He says, you will see it happen with your own eyes, but you won't be able to eat of it. I'm a man of God, I didn't even want to bring the word windows of heaven, but you who's not a man of God knows that what I'm talking about, it comes through the windows. But instead of you knowing and affirming and agreeing, you know and you refuse. So your process will be that when it, it happens, you will not be a partaker. And that's what happens in our lives. You see people are moving forward. They are being blessed. And people are struggling. People are doing bad things. People are doing all kinds of things to want to match up. You see, you know, once upon a time, you know, some people, I think we went on a Madia trip or something like that. Some people say that, oh, you know, they, they told us that our tires were not Madia Trail tires. Yeah, the tires are Georgetown asphalt tires. You have to buy the ties that has teeth. the ties that has teeth. Big teeth. So I think some people are telling me, like, oh no, Bishop, you know, you got to get those big teeth ties so that when we are going out like this, So I look at them and so say, you know how much one tire costs? <laughs> why, why don't you just surprise me with big teeth ties in my house? <laughs> yeah, that surprised me a good surprise. <laughs> When I'm going to let them, i just change all the four tires. And I'll cruise on the road. Because when we're coming on Tiger Hill, I think, Brother Ralph, hey, he almost went back. He was, he was speed. And the tires were doing, hey, it was God. He would have gone back on the, on the hill. So we told Reverend Cromer. we said, please, let a young man drive your car. So, brother Sharon was sitting in the front seat and so he took over. Hey, Charlie, full speedo. If you dare stand on the road, they will knock you off the road. Because you can't, you can't break. If you stop, you are going back down. We enjoy it because you know me, I was saying. The kids. <advocate. laughs> I think Calvin also, uh, uh, it worked. He used one finger, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin used one finger, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what it, those teeth, ties fall, so when you're going out, like you put them on. Please go and find the price and then, when you finish, when you look for the price, then you can say what you want to say. Yeah, don't suck your teeth. Yeah. I think it's what, 265 uh, room 18. Find out. Yeah, 265 room 18. 265, I think, 6518. Yeah, with teeth. You can go to Amazon, Google it, and tell Amazon, I want ties with teeth. For 265. Uh, i think sixty five room eighteen ah. <laughs> so you say you want to match up with people. it is the open heavens that 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 when when it is open over your life that's what brings a blessing you know uh, if I was to tell you how much some people bought their vehicles for, you tell me. Bishop, even if the windows of heaven open, I won't believe what I (laughs) say. That's why I will not tell you. I believe that if those awning windows open, if those sliding windows open over your life, it is like you are on stage and there's a spotlight over your life. The colors. Don't you see it how? When people are on stage, they are acting and there's a light on them. It's so clear. And and one of the things I even learned on this trip at the first love center where prophet preaches is is the place is like a theater. It's not a a church. If you want to produce quality sound, quality visuals, lights, you have to turn the inside into something like a theater. So when everywhere is a little dim and you're on stage, you see the light is on you. All eyes are on you. The camera is on you. That is what happens when the windows of heaven is opened over your life. All eyes will be on you. All the cameras will be on you. Those online, those in-house, you'll be the person, people will, be that person that people will look at. you be the person that people will look at. You'll be the person that people will look at. He said, You will not partake of it. And so, you see clearly what the man of God said. Just for those who are interested, the Bible says in verse 19 of the same chapter, as I close, verse 19 of the same chapter, the Bible said, The king's officer had replied. That couldn't happen even if the Lord opened the windows of heaven. How, how, can, how can we think like that? That's I'm preaching that when you tithe, the windows of heaven opens over your life and the spotlight is on you. The lights are on you. The sound is coming from you. Attention is on you. You are the man of God of the hour. You are the child of God of the hour. You are the one the people in the neighborhood are looking at. You are the one that the, your friends and your colleagues are looking at. Just by tithing, Instead of investing your money, he said, and the man of God had said, You will see it happen with your own eyes, but you won't be able to eat of it. And so it was. For the people trampled him to death at the gate. When people realized that chicken had come down to 100, everybody going to border markets. <laughs> so, what did you say? Chicken 100 pop? I'm going. That's when you see that people have money. The guy was at the gate. So the crowd, they just trampled over him. And then right as the man of God had said, the windows of heaven indeed opened. But he couldn't. He was not there to enjoy. He was not alive to enjoy. He was not alive to see what God was doing. Ladies and gentlemen, when he ties, the windows of heaven opens over your life. The attention you get, there's nothing, there's nowhere that you get an attention when the windows opened, are open over your life. I tell you, there's no job. There's no There's no promotion there's nothing, not the oil and gas, not all what the people think about, there's nothing on earth that can match what happens to you when the windows of heaven are opened over your life. You never miss your tithe in Jesus' name. Stand to your feet, somebody give Jesus a big hand clap. Hallelujah. Cause the heavens to open, you have the power the heavens to open over your life thank you Lord Jesus thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord yes Lord we believe we believe ladies and gentlemen It boils down to believing believing what God has said ah even when the windows open windows of heaven open the whole world can be flooded by the opening of windows I I cannot imagine what your life will look like when you by choice and by obedience activate the electronic windows of heaven to open you'll never regret it for the rest of your life and if it happens one and it's good it must happen every month it must happen every week every fortnight when I'm paid when you're paid the windows must be opened by our tithes father thank you for tonight we couldn't have heard it better than how we have that when we tithe we ourselves dictate how and what happens you have established it as a covenant that as long as the tithe is is given, the windows automatically, like a remote control, our tithe sells as a remote control to open the windows of heaven, I pray. Now with this understanding, we will never miss a tithe. We will never miss the the giving out of, of, of our increase. We will never miss the opportunity to activate the windows of heaven for it to open of our lives thank you for everyone at the sound of my voice who is encouraged and provoked to tithe of all their enemies just as the man of God said may things become available that will blow the minds and the imaginations of your people the king's officer knew that it is only when the heavens open that such things are possible where we think it's not possible, Lord, like tithing, the principle and the covenant of tithing, make it happen, make it possible. Over our lives, we stand at the message in the grace of that window that opens to change our lives. I give you praise tonight and I give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. For booking and more information on the ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on five nine two. Six nine one five three zero one or email us at shepherdhouse at God richly bless you.